It's an exciting day. You glance at yourself in the pond below. Your autumn leaf dress is nice and clean, your little fairy wings sparkling and dazzling, the wind itself seemingly vibrating with your excitement. It's been four long years since you made the deal with your mom, and you've held up your end of the deal, so now she must hold up hers. She takes you to the center of town, where there's lots of other fake creatures flying to and fro. She leads you into a tiny flower garden, only half a mile wide, and asks you to pick which one you'd like. You look around at all the dogs, hundreds of different breeds, all playing together, so many to choose from. After a few minutes of intense deliberation for a 12-year-old, you ask her for a small purple and gold corgi. The words barely out of your mouth, you watch it teleport to you, excited to be chosen, and as you make your way back home, you try your best to come up with a good name for your new pet Blink Dog. one i wanted this one just be cute little wholesome oh i love it so much it's just like yeah you're just getting a cute little pet yeah it's your first dog day oh i love it i love it it's a little corgi it's a little corgi the cute little butt the purple and gold is a uh nod for my mom because she likes the vikings i don't know why so hi mom love you uh i know you're not gonna understand the rest of this episode but i appreciate you listening anyways Love you too. I don't know you, but I love you too because you're sweet and wonderful <laughs> and kind of cool. And that's all we need in life. My mom is literally the best person. So these are going to be, a, this is going to be a bit of a different episode. Oh, wait, we should do our intro first, huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, hi, hello. I'm cool. I use whatever pronouns you want. Uh, I don't really care as long as you're talking about me. Most people use he, him. That's perfectly fine. If I were a D&D class, I would be a blacksmith. Not class, just in a NPC. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's definitely not in class, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm Matcha Mello. I go by she, her, and hers. Um, I'm still not good at intros. You would think by this point I would have it down. I don't. They're always a little bit awkward. They really are. If I was a D&D class, I would be a bard that paints or draws. Because, you know, there we go. I'm a content creator. Or something. Fair enough. It works. You are a graphic designer. I am a graphic designer, but not one of those GFX designers on Twitter bothering you. Side note entirely. Have you heard about the writer strike going on right now? Mm-hmm. I have a little I, bit. Not like a ton, but I have heard I haven't about done it. any research into it, but I always support people going on strike. Yeah. More rights for the workers. I will never ever yeah. complain about that because <laughs> capitalism is unionize. and terrible and... Everyone should unionize for work. They should. Speaking of segues... That was a segue. Uh, we're talking about Blink Donks today. Um, they I are... heard that wrong. I'm sorry. I'm What'd sorry. I heard Blink Donks. I'm sorry. Yes, Blink Donks. <laughs> An entirely different creature that I don't want to put a stat block on. Someone has. Or someone will. Uh, oh, so I'm sorry. Blink Dogs uh, are a bit different from what we're normally talking about. They are 
They have no IRL lore. They are entirely created by Gary Gygax since like original D&D, not even first edition, like OG D&D when it was still just a supplement for Greyhawk. And we can do a whole episode about Gary Gygax and the lore of D&D eventually because it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great idea. That might be a bonus episode we put on our Patreon. There's not a whole lot of real life lore and they've kind of changed a lot throughout the editions and fifth edition only gives us a little bit about like anything that related to them. So I'm going to kind of go through each edition, what we gained from them and talk about them as I'm going to give you a kind of like what we know as a whole right now and then go through each edition, what what we learned from that edition, kind of what they're what changes were made from edition to edition to edition. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll go from there. Sounds good to me. What do you know about Blink Dogs just kind of in the first place, just to get a ground level? I know they usually are in the Wild. I know they can teleport, basically. And okay. I've never encountered them in a game, even though I wanted to. I also heard that they can potentially be summoned by druids, and I need to know more about that. Interesting. So, um, we can go into that later. But They might be a companion for druids. Um, we'll find out. Yeah, so we'll look they it. are described as just like they, their appearance has changed kind of throughout every single edition mm-hmm. so at this point i'm just making the headcanon that they can be whatever dog breed you want them to be they're kind of described as like a dog a yellow brownish yellow dog they have the ability to teleport or as they call it blink mm-hmm. um and they have this intense hatred for displacer beasts displacer beasts are for people who don't know are like a panther creature from the Feywild that has two tails that can kind of just like make itself appear as if it's two feet to the left or to the right making it a little bit harder to hit both displacer beasts and blink dogs have this like mutual rivalry where they will constantly fight each other on site but yeah they're terrifying oh it's yeah especially because like displacer beasts are much higher challenge rating than blink dogs Mm -hmm. but blink dogs typically fight in packs whereas the displacer beast is just like a lone creature yeah, so what we know about blink dogs is they're found in temperate climates. Uh, they like to maintain a balanced diet and quite literally a balanced diet. They want to eat an equal amount of meat and equal amount of plant. I respect it. Yep. Uh, they, if they are in the material plane and like they're wild, they like to live with burrows and packs, but they spend a lot of time of hunting for food or chasing down displacer beasts. They are also in the Feywild, the stalwart companions of the Seelie Court, which they hunt alongside the Fey Hunters to bring down the Displacer Beast, who roam the Feywild freely. And then between like the Blink Dogs and the Fey Hunters, they drove the Displacer Beast into the Material Plane from the Feywild. And it's kind of theorized that like this intense hunting of the Displacer Beast and breeding from like the Seelie Court is what caused them to have this innate hatred towards each other. Mm. So that's kind of like all the general information we have, and that's patching working a lot of addition yeah. lore. So going back to OD&D, original Dungeons and Dragons, back when it was still just a supplement for Greyhawk, I think is what it was. I'm not, it's been so long since I've read it, but uh, they were described as looking like African wild dogs, weighing between like 40 to 70 pounds, having colorful patchy fur with like comically large bat-like ears and a fuzzy tail with a white whip. They would, at this point, teleport like randomly around and in unexpected durations, seem to have like no control over how they teleport. They weren't very intelligent and they fought in like packs of four to 15. That is... I cannot imagine that many things teleporting around me, honestly. Just randomly. And literally, it would be a 50-50 coin flip, basically. It's like, they might teleport, and where they teleport to is literally, we don't know. They might not know, it seems like. No, they, they at this point, they didn't know. It was just, they had this ability, and they teleported around. I love that, and the, though. It's like, great. They're, they're just so, like, derpy. It's just like, well, I'm going to go away now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Hi. Imagine having no control over where you're going. That sounds like a really big hazard. 
Right? It's like you're trying to go to the grocery store, you end up at the spa. <laughs> Whoops. There are worse teleportation options there. See, True. I was thinking of like accidentally teleporting into like lava. And you went uh, to the spa. <laughs> you know, both of them are hotter heat than I'm comfortable with. That's fair. That's fair. I respect that. I'm very sensitive to heat. I don't like saunas. That's fair. That's fair. They make me sweaty. I don't like being sweaty, so I get it. Then when we get to basic Dungeons and Dragons, they now they go through an appearance change. They say they now resemble dingoes or like uh, Australian wild dogs. Hmm. The basic D&D gives them more insight into how the blink works. So uh, they talk about how on its turn, it will teleport close to an enemy, bite them and blink 10 to 40 feet away, which is like really bad if they blink 40 feet away because most adventuring parties can only walk 30 feet at a time. Yeah. Yeah. They also mentioned that if like they are fighting an opponent that's too strong, the entire pack will just blink away and not reappear. Not even like blink 40 feet away and just like keep on running away. They will just blink and not show up again. They just nope on out. <laughs> yep. They just teleport out of existence and go away. Where do they go when they blink like that? Do they just go back to like Feywild or? There's no real clear answer. Later editions, specifically, I think 3-5, give them the ability to use the Dimension Door spell, which has a okay. range of 720 feet in that edition. Okay. So reasonably, their blink has their ability to teleport has a very long range. Okay. It's just well in combat, they kind of limit it to make it more fair mechanically. Yeah. yeah. Or else it would be impossible to fight. Yeah. If you decide to fight these wonderful, adorable creatures, you, you monsters. If you, so uh, we'll get into this a little bit, but like they are consistently throughout every single edition. They are considered lawful creatures. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're fighting them, you are evil. You are an actual like, monster. You literally are evil if you're yeah. fighting them. Yeah. And then, then we get to uh, advanced D&D or first edition, as it's actually colloquially called, even though it's technically the third edition. They have a new appearance now again. They're described as being a brownish yellow creature with a looking like a short furred canine with a short snout, sharp claws, small ears, and a short little tail with like that line stuffed at the end. This is that picture I sent to you. Mm -hmm. I imagine uh, very... it more like a like a non-messed up pug is how I pictured yeah. it. Like a normal pug without the squish nose. They don't like really give a size, but the picture makes them look tiny. Yeah. Yeah. It makes them look like weasels or prairie dogs almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are now listed as intelligent as humans and have their own language that they speak with each other in this edition. Their what language intelligence do they speak? It's just dog. They speak dog. <laughs> okay. It's like they, they, it mentions like they speak their own language with like barks and yapping around each other. Does that mean if you have speak with animal, could you understand it or is it different? I mean, if you speak with animal, you can speak with any animal. True. True. That's I how just, that spell works. Yeah, I just wasn't sure how it was classified since they had like their own language. I I, most animals do. Yeah, I would under I would presume that if you have the spell like tongues, which lets you learn any language or keep understanding any any language, that might be working now. Because mm -hmm. there is a lot more like intelligence with them, but that's yeah. I don't know. It'd be a DM's discretion, I think. Yeah, usually is. Yeah, uh, with their new intelligence, you see new like combat tactics with them because in this edition they had a seventy five percent chance to attack you from behind. That's significant. Yeah, it means like they, they're the way it worked was like uh, you would roll to see if they would teleport at all. And then if you did, if they did teleport, you would roll a D12 and on a uh, four or above, I think. No, six D12. Yeah, I want to say four, but whatever 75% of a D12 is, I want to say it's four and above. That's fine with me. Uh, I don't they would, uh, yeah, they would attack for you from behind and then 
on like a two they'd attack you from one, the front and on like a three they'd attack you from the side hmm. you're most likely being attacked from behind pretty much this edition also is like the first mention that the blink dog pups were highly sought after because they could be trained like normal dogs assuming that like you weren't an evil person because they yeah. have like they had a very they have a very high ability to sense if you are evil and will fight you if you are evil they said mentioned that the pups can be sold for up to like two thousand gold that's not as expensive as i thought they might be granted that's, that's a lot of gold but like that's not expensive for an adventurer yeah for your average like i'm the local tailor yeah. i make three gold a year they they aren't getting a blank dog no no second edition then not again there's not a huge change we get another appearance change again making them slightly larger appearing to have less fur and the biggest thing we got from this edition is that they tend to prefer their temperate climates like grasslands and plains mm-hmm. and during this time they also had like magazines that would offer like little additions to add to your uh, like games and stuff just like little like fleshing out yeah. things it was better one it's a magazine subscription back when magazine subscriptions were huge yep. and two it's like better than making whole new supplements for things so there's a lot of magazines that talk about a bunch of different D stuff we can mm-hmm. talk about all that later but one of the magazines uh mentioned that during this time it listed blink dogs as like a possible henchman to add to your party and a henchman was a thing that they were talking about that's like an npc that levels up with you mm-hmm. But they also mentioned in that article that the blink dogs are extremely loyal and lawful, so you have to earn their trust for them to follow you around. They're like a paladin. Pretty much. They they are the dog version of a paladin. And I can teleport. Yep. yep. They're very cute. I love them so much. I love them. Never do wrong in front of the blink dog. It will know. It will, and it will fight you. (laughs) It won't just leave you. It will fight you. No, they were they are known to chase down evil people. You just can't be bad. This is why I don't think a party could have a blink dog, because you can't be bad with like every party has someone who's usually evil on some level. Yeah. And blink dogs just don't let that happen. Yeah. They're not going to overlook it like your paladin. These are the German shepherd cops of the (laughs) D&D world. (laughs) I need a little fan art of that one. Little blink dog, Uh. a little sheriff hat. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be so cute it would be it would be one of these days one of these days i'll draw them what is yeah once you get your giraffe panther drawn to i've never drawn a giraffe or a panther now you have to draw multiple giraffe heads yay i'll just copy and paste it once i draw one <laughs> it's you know fair <laughs> just tilt it a little bit add a little bit more curve yep do the warp tool so it bends kind of in a wonky way because you know it's running yeah, yeah. and that's how we described it it's fine do you know the creator joe cat Yes, I love Joker. You know, he's like old avatar that had like the floppy head. Yeah, I love that. That's kind of how I imagine the giraffe panther would be. That's how I imagine it too. All the heads flopping in the background. Wasn't that avatar based off of something from Monster Monster Hunter, Hunter? I believe? Yeah. Uh, I never played it. So I will say he just debuted his like VTuber avatar. There was a whole thing with that. Like he made a fake agency. Did you see that? (laughs) He made a he made an agency announcement. Released his avatar and then said, "Oops, agency closed down." Whoops. And and the <laughs> logo of it said like V flick, but it looked like V fuck. Nice. And that was on purpose because he's like, I wanted to make a bad kerning joke. Hmm. Because you know graphic designers be lame like that. Yeah, I don't understand that reference because I'm not a graphic designer. Kerning is like space between letters. Ah. So if they're too close, like an L and an I, it forms a U. Okay. No. See. Ya. I heard kerning and thought of popcorn because I thought of kernel and I thought popcorn kernel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's how my brain works. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I only know it because I do graphic design. You know, it's 
Yeah, fair. Third edition and 3.5, they finally like flesh out their blink abilities more. They were changed into settings like having this innate ability to teleport. They give them the blink spell and the dimension door spell to use at will. The blink spell lets them go in and out of the ethereal plane so they become hard to hit and only take like half damage on AoE spells. The dimension door lets them teleport up to 720 feet away. And this edition is also where we first learn about their diet habits and like how they will actively fight evil humans with their intense hatred of them. Not a whole lot, but it gets us a little bit more like on how their abilities actually work, which they'll then go retcon in the next editions anyway. So yeah, that's usually how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. This is when they became spiteful towards evil. This was yeah, their breaking this is, point. Basically, three five is like, well, we just can't. We just gonna give them, make them evil, yeah. or we're gonna make them very. We're gonna make them super good. Because I think three third edition and three point five were when. I think third edition is when like the alignment chart as we know it today mm. was introduced. That sounds right to me. I never use the alignment chart if I'm being real. I, but that's just a, me. The alignment chart is a great way to get like a basis of a character, mm-hmm. but it's not all you should do for uh, the personality. Yeah, exactly. The traits, flaws, and bonds I think are a lot better for fleshing out like the personality of a character than the alignment chart is. Yeah. The alignment chart's great for NPCs to give the like DM just kind of like a rough guide of like how this person will generally react. But for adventuring parties, they are less than ideal. Yeah, they're not enough usually. Like you yeah. need you need to flush it out more. I'm very much so like homebrew that shit all the way, but that tends to be how I run most of my role playing games. Homebrew, homebrew everything. It's homebrew all everything. a game. Who needs to have actual rules? You just do things to sound cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth edition, Blink Dogs suffer. They are not mentioned at all in the 4th edition monster manual, which is hilarious because Displacer Beasts are, and they also still mention their hatred of Blink Dogs. They're just like, you can use old material, it's fine, don't worry about it. They just didn't give us anything. They did eventually in a supplement called Heroes of the Feywild, they introduced a player option called the Fey Beast Tamer, which was a theme, which which is separate from a character from a race or a class. It just kind of helps augment either one of those. Mm-hmm. Or you could take on a Blink Dog as like a little companion pet to train with you. Similar to how in like the second edition they had that uh, thing that's like making it a henchman. Yeah. But even then, one. they still only added it as a like stat block for that one specific thing. And it had like an evolving character sheet with it because oh, it was yeah. for an evolving class. They just never wanted you to fight the blink dog. Basically, they said, hey, you're not going to fight this thing because it's lawful good. And you and if you are fighting this, that means you are not playing D&D the way we want you to play D&D. Yeah. Which still monster if you're fighting them. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, do not fight these cute little puppies. Uh, it's also worth noting that fourth edition is when the blink dogs and the disposer beasts were first introduced as fake creatures. Okay. This is fourth edition was the first edition that really talked about the multiverse in a casual setting. Uh, so this was the first edition that kind of set, set them as, hey, these things originated from the Fey and weren't just monsters roaming the wilds. Yeah, I was wondering, like, where did they exist before that then? Like, they yeah. just were? They just, yeah. Okay. No, so this is the first one we learned that they're, like, from Fey creatures. Before, they, before every th- creature was just a creature. Fair. Uh, some god made it. Who knows? Some god or wizard or someone got into yeah. some nonsense, yeah. And fifth edition is the newest edition, the one's most recent. Here's where we learned that they were like raised and bred by the Seelie Court in the Feywilds to drive away the Displacer Beasts. 
it's likely this intense breeding that led both beasts to having their intense intense hatred of each other. That was a hard sentence for me to fucking say. Okay, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Even this, though, we only learn about their this, like, fun little tidbit that I just mentioned, only shows up in the Displacer Beast synopsis. The Blink Dog is just like a one little stat block blurb about basically nothing. And it's because the monster manuals only talk about creatures they want you to fight. Yeah. And they don't want you to fight these cute little dogs. It's good. You shouldn't be. And I'm going to keep saying that. Stop, stop. Don't fight them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But no, like a lot of the lore we learn about this, about the Blink Dogs, is through how they interact with the Displacer Beasts. It's interesting how how closely they are tied because of that. I love... I love rivalries between like two very specific creatures. Uh, like Pokemon has one between Seviper and Zangoose. There's like there are two Pokemon that will constantly fight each other on site, and I think it's supposed to be referenced to like Mongoose and Vipers will constantly huh. fight each other in nature. Just because they exist and they don't like I how they look. Yeah. Basically, they're just like, nope, you don't get to be here. Con- <laughs> yeah, but I, I always love that. It's like these two things for whatever reason just hate each other. Yep, we will never mend this thing. That would be mm-hmm. such a fun little campaign thing to try and do. Uh, we'll talk about that in my fun facts. Uh, yeah. But there is a way to kind of do that. Um, so excited. some of the fun facts, they have an innate instinct that prevents them from blinking into like brick walls, oak trees, whatever. It's like not per- like not they cannot blink into anything that's going to cause them harm, basically. Oh. So I'm if glad they're blinking, they have it's, that. Yeah. They have this like innate knowledge like, no, I can I know where, where to blink safely. So it's less dangerous than it was when they came into being just, yeah, yeah. or maybe they needed that because when they were coming evolution into being, they were, yeah when they came into being there's teleporting randomly around so like well we need some way of like when we're teleporting randomly yeah. to just not get hit poor buddies uh it is kind of interesting though like through the additions you kind of see how they evolved a yeah. little bit and like change and that's fun it's probably because they were starting being bred by the one core yeah you know they're the just like court. yeah no we aren't doing these stupid ones even though they're cute we need to make sure they have a little bit of self-preservation <laughs> uh so displacer beasts and blink dogs even when like blinded restrained completely unaware that the other creature is near them will still be able to sense if the other is near them when they like, use their special abilities so if a blink dog blinks there was an article in a magazine that talked about how like they put a displacer beast in a cage covered its eyes put a sheet over the cage and put it in the aura of a silence spell so it couldn't see it couldn't hear it could maybe smell yeah. But I'm sure they figured out ways to cover that up too. But it still knew and reacted when a blink dog teleported around it. And then they did the same thing with like the blink dog and knew that like when the displacer beast was nearby, the blink dog still reacted angrily. They use this to say like there's a theory that there is a psychic connection between the two that causes a mental anguish whenever the other uses oh, their ability. No. Which is what causes them to go out and fight the other one to get it to stop. Oh no. They hurt each other just by existing. Yep. The biggest downside for this is that their intense hatred for displacer beasts also applies to anyone wearing a cloak of the displacer beasts because it uses the same power yeah so you cannot wear a cloak of the displacer beast which is a really great magic item if you have a blink dog in your party you gotta pick one friends you gotta pick one and it should be the dog yep it should be the dog you can get a better cloak there's other cloaks you won't ever get another blink dog probably no well you can always breed them yeah, true. true. But speaking of magic items, the heart of a blink dog could be oh, used no. as an alternative material component for the spell Mordenkainen's Faithful Hound. What's that do? You know? It's a good question. That's a spell I should have <laughs> researched 
okay. before I added it to my notes because you know? I thought I knew what it did, but then I realized I don't. So Mordecai's Faithful Hound is you can conjure a phantom watchdog in an unoccupied space that you can see within range where it remains for up to eight hours until you or until you dismiss it as an action. Or if you move more than 100 feet away, it's invisible to everyone except for you and it can't be harmed. When a small or larger creature comes within 30 feet of it without speaking its password, the hound will start barking loudly. It can see invisible creatures and into the ethereal plane, which ignores illusions. And at the start of your turn, it will attempt to like bite the creature if it's hostile towards you. So basically, it's a good watchdog at night. It's a good like you set it up, you go to sleep, and you know that there's a dog that will fight things if it comes near you. Especially since the it can see invisible creatures and into the ethereal plane makes it really good. Yeah. The normal material components for it are a tiny silver whistle, a piece of bone, and a thread. I'll take that over killing a blink dog. Like, why are we using the poor blink dog's heart for this? I mean, I guess if they died already. I mean, it makes sense, like, log- yeah. lore-wise, because what is a blink dog if not a loyal, ha- yeah. a faithful hound? Can you reuse the heart? It doesn't, it doesn't say the materials disappear when, or consumed when used. So I would assume so. But also, do you want to just have a preserved heart lying around? Someone does. Someone does. Oh, no. This would be so cute, actually. Oh, God, Imagine scared. you have a blink dog. Okay. Imagine you have a blink dog, okay? okay. You're a spellcaster. You have a little blink dog friend. It perishes tragically. Poor Tony, the blink you dog. Keep it, you keep its little heart around and use it to summon its own little spirit hound that keeps you safe at night. Mm. That'd be, that cute. be cute. His name is Tony. I'm sorry. His name's His Tony. Name That's Tony. great. I love him. That's beautiful. You just have his little heart all preserved, so he never leaves you. Poor pop. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a great way of using yeah, that. Yeah, that's as the material. That's the component. only acceptable way to use that. Anything else makes you a monster. Absolutely. <laughs> there was a magazine that Dungeons and Dragons released called Dragon, and in Dragon number one fifty six, that was released in April of nineteen ninety, there was a article called "Not Necessarily the Monstrous Compendium." There is. The best blink creature I could ever imagine existing in a D and D. I want you to take a guess at what the funnest blink creature you would have is. Is it not a dog? Like, okay, it's not okay. a dog. It's not a canine. I want a blink squirrel. That would be adorable. That'd be a great pet. I want you to think much bigger. Much bigger. Much bigger. Much bigger. Like a dragon. Mm, is that too big? Too big. More. Is a real animal. This isn't a real animal, but now I'm thinking of a blink kobold. <laughs> Sorry. It's just a real person. That's just a kobold casting this teleport spells. I know, but it's cute. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna n- make a sorcerer or a wizard and just call them a blink wizard and have them just dimension door everywhere. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, real animals. Real animals that would be cute. I'm imagining a bunch of stupid things, like a, one of the Komodo dragon ones, or like a fucking oh. squid, because I hate squids. <laughs> a blink squid would be terrifying. Yeah, I don't need that in my life. Or so, like a no. blink elephant. Close. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they introduced a blink bully mammoth. <gasps> oh my god. I love yeah. it. I love it so much already. If it teleports on you, it just will teleport on top of you, and I think this did like... 68 crushing damage or something like that oh my gosh just a woolly mouth teleporting around literally rampaging through everything a hippo would be another excellent choice for that right yeah anything that's like big that just can move around quickly very terrifying we don't need that we don't need that a blank bowl (laughs) Ooh. 
do a china shop. Yeah. Blink Minotaur at that point. Last fun fact I have is that Blink Dogs were the favored monster for three different deities. A favored monster are just kind of monsters that they enjoy. Not necessarily like that they are antagonistic toward, but like these are monsters that kind of like Apollo's sacred cows or whatever. These are monsters that these deities like. So it was for the three deities we have. I'm going to butcher these pronunciations. Just FYI. You have uh, Bravar Cloak Shadow, which was a neutral good gnome deity of illusion and deception. Marthammer Duin, a neutral good dwarven god of wanderers and also the patron dwarves for people who had left their clans to explore. And Urogalin, the lawful neutral halfling deity of earth and death. There's a lot of like, why the death one? You know, who can say? Who can say? They just like them, which I mean, can well, you blame them? I think the biggest thing that you know between all three is that they are either neutral good or lawful neutral. They are mm. either good or lawful, yeah. which is a very intense part of the blink dogs. Also, like, if you're a god, why wouldn't you want a cute little dog creature? It's true. You know? It's true. They're perfect and adorable. And deserve no harm yeah so that's all of the stuff i have on link dogs before we go into uh, the fun little game i have i want to give a shout out to dumpstat adventures who did a deep dive into blink dogs this january which is where i got basically all my information for the different editions of them because i sure as hell wasn't going to go through and look through every single edition no i i use reddit so much for like my research there's so many like wonderful threads of people just doing all of this yeah. research it's fantastic. Internet's great, and things that make my life easier, fucking fantastic. Yep. Okay. So now we're gonna play a little game. I'm terrified called... and excited. Name that blink dog. I'm good at I'm naming. Gonna... I'm really good at naming. Yep, yep. We've talked a lot about this episode on how the appearance of dogs, or the appearance of blink dogs, have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned at the beginning that I had Canada that they she's kind of existed whatever dog breed that exists. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to give you a dog breed. I'm going to give you a few personality traits that, that dog has, and you are going to give me a name that fits them, and I'm going to judge you and give you points. I'm terrified. I'm going to get such bad points. It's going to be great. It's going to be, be wonderful. Great. I'm excited. I'm going to start you off with a very easy one. Okay. We're going to have an aggressive chihuahua that barks at inanimate objects. I fucking hate chihuahuas. I'm sorry for Same. anyone who likes chihuahuas, but you're wrong. I will say the one interesting fact I learned about Chihuahuas is that they were originally bred to be sacrifices in Egyptian mythology or Egyptian times. I respect that. Which I like, yeah, that. I would want to kill the tiny little annoying fuck. Yeah, it's it's a correct. It's a correct call. What would I name that Chihuahua? An aggressive Chihuahua that likes to bark at inanimate objects. Kevin. Kevin. All right. Kevin. I think Kevin is a great name for someone that's just angry and feisty all the time mm-hmm. and makes a big like a big complaint over nothing i will give you five out of five points for that name yeah it was like the the male equivalent karen yeah sorry kevin's i was thinking specifically uh kevin from ben 10 who is like an anti-hero there we go there we go but starts off just as an antagonist my first thought was a brandon sanderson reference i knew you wouldn't get so i just fair wasn't going to say that because i wouldn't get my points uh, the next one is an Irish wolfhound that's playful, but he teleports when he snores. Oh, I love him so much. <laughs> I love him so much. I want to name him Hypnos. Hypnos, I like that. I like that. I'll give you, I'll give you like four out of five for that. Yeah, I'll take four. You know, it's a little bit cliche, but it's it's cute. It's, it's apt. Cute. It's cute. Next one, we have a curious husky that's prone to chaotic zoomies. As a blink dog, it's just teleporting around all over the place. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to go ironic with this one and go slug. Slug? Nice. I like slug. <laughs> we'll say another four. Okay. Points don't matter. They're made up. It's fine. Much, much like whose line? Yeah. A scaredy cat golden retriever that's obsessed with licking your face when, you're, when it's frightened. Oh, he's so sad. But it's scared over everything, so you're constantly yeah. having your face licked. Yeah. I keep thinking of like the most fucking generic names, like Doug from Up. Was Doug from Up a golden retriever? I think so. Or a lab. Maybe. He was a yellow dog. I'll give you two points for dog. That's fair. It was very generic, but that's what I imagine. All right. A affectionate pit bull that will constantly teleport to escape any fence. You try to put it just teleports around to escape. What a jerk. What a jerk. (laughs) I'm sorry for this one. Okay. I'm really sorry for this one. It's I'm a, ready to be disappointed. It's a play off the word Daedalus, but it's Douglas. Douglas. So you went from Doug the Golden Retriever yeah. to Douglas. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you. It's okay if I get zero for that one. I'm okay with it. I'm going to give you two points because I like the Icarus reference. Thanks. <laughs> but re- that's it. <laughs> that's fine. That's all I deserve. I know what I did. <laughs> I know I did wrong. I told you uh, I'm bad half- at naming things. <laughs> You're fine. We're halfway done. Okay. Next one is a lazy beagle that teleports around instead of walking. I love him so much. <laughs> I had such a fun time coming up oh, with these. I love this. I love this so much. If I went with all my fucking impromptu answers, it would be so bad. But this one's yeah. going to be named Bean. Bean. I like Bean. It was going to be Shark, but that makes no sense. <laughs> Bean's good. I'll give you, good. we'll say four points for Bean. Okay. Uh, all right, next one. You have an energetic wiener dog that always gets into the treat cabinet. Taco. Taco. <laughs> I like food I names. I love taco. Clearly with mocha. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you five points for taco. I feel like I deserve five points for taco. Taco's great. Uh, next one is a calm Shiba Inu that must sleep with you every night. Aww, they're so smart. And it will get in. It will. You cannot you, stop you, it. You can't stop it. This is bad. I'm sorry. Fufu. Fufu. It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. I, gave it, I like it. Okay. We'll, go, we'll say four points for Fufu. Yeah, I'll take, we'll take four. They're just like Little so Shiba pleasant. They're one of my favorite dog breeds. They're too smart for me, though. Yeah. They're very popular in Japan. Yeah, they should be because they're stinking adorable. Mm-hmm. Number nine is a intelligent German Shepherd. That steals your socks and hides them. The monsters. <laughs> and like, I love the idea, like, it can teleport. So it's just gonna, like, make a little den yeah. underground and teleport. And you just have a like, mess in your backyard, like an underground cavern in your backyard full of socks. <laughs> I'm gonna name him Mole. Mole. I love it. Mole's great. Five points for Mole. <laughs> yes. It was the underground cavern that made that one happen. You know, we'll take it. Last one, a loyal St. Bernard that blinks around when he's excited and he gets excited easily. You're so big. <laughs> it's just a 80-pound ball of fluff and muscle teleporting constantly. His name's going to be Barrel. Barrel. That's great, actually. Four and a half points for Barrel. Four and a half. I didn't expect a half point there. I don't know why you would have done it for the rest of it. <laughs> so out of a possible 50 points, you got 39 and a half. Not bad. That's a pretty good score. I don't know what that is in like grading wise, but I'll take it. I mean, let's see. That's a uh, 80%. 
79 technically. I'll take a high C. B? B. I don't remember how grades work. I don't either. It's been a long time. I thought anything in 70s was like C's. 80s Fucking maybe. I don't know. It's been a while. Fuck. UK does it nice and simple. It's 90 to 100. Fucking A. Easy. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually how it works, but. It will say it is. Who can say? Yeah, there's the game. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was very good. I'm a little bit sad that you didn't include a schnauzer because those are my favorite dog breeds. See, I wanted to make sure that there were dog breeds that everyone would recognize. Hello, 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 and welcome to the mid-roll of Keepers of the Monster Guild. I'm Matcha. I've been listening to a few really cool podcasts I wanted to share with you. The first one is Games and Feelings by Multitude. If you played any sort of TTRPG, you know how vulnerable those games can feel and how much you have to build trust around the table. That podcast goes all into, well, basically games and feelings. I would highly recommend it. Another one I've been listening to a lot lately is Ologies. Basically, it's a person who interviews people who study ologies. So things like theology, zoology, a bunch of others that I'm forgetting right now. It's really cool. It's a deep dive into like really niche topics. If you like that sort of thing, make sure to go check that out. It's really cool. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is definitely the best way to help us grow as a small podcast. And we would really appreciate it. But let's get back to the episode. Welcome Mid-roll back to that long Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had for Blink Dogs. Back to the topic at hand. Yeah, we didn't just have a five-minute conversation about something else entirely. We would never do that, <laughs> ever. Okay, so I have a few questions. I might have some answers. You might, or we'll Google them. We'll figure it. Out. This is a two-part question. I'm going to ask both parts because I can't control myself. One: Can blink dogs teleport people? And if so, can they teleport like a huge? Like, can they form a huge pack and teleport a whole group of people like a town? So yes, actually they can. Uh, in fourth edition, the one that like added them as like a little like fae tame, fae beast tamer one. Mm-hmm. They mentioned how if you are an ally of the blink dog and you're within five feet of it, you can teleport with it. Oh. Um. So presumably, if you had like four blink dogs, you could have, I guess, what does that be? Four times. How many spaces are around a board? Eight. So what's four times eight? Thirty-two. Half That's of 64. That sounds right. Yeah, so you have four Blink Dogs to teleport 32 people, presumably, as long as they're all allies with those Blink Dogs. I love that. I love that. Just a whole adventuring party teleporting wherever they want. They just have to be really close to each other. Yeah. I love that. I love Actually, that. Actually, I didn't talk about it in my fun facts, but there was one in, uh, there was one article, too, that talked about how you could play as a Blink Dog. Um, and you start off as like a young adult blink dog. As you level up, you grow, become an adult, uh, an adult blink dog. And then as you level up from there, you just start adding more blink dogs to your pack up to a maximum of 16. Now I want to play a blink dog party. We can all start yeah. as puppies. 
and anytime you see a displacer beast you have to go fight it it's you have no you have no choice i was wondering about that too like what about it in their magic makes it so like that hatred happens like is it harmful to their magic is it something like like i would assume that it was like a fate i assume that was a trait that was imposed on them by the sealy court for the blink dog side Mm -hmm. and then the displaced to be side it was probably just like an evolution thing that they needed to learn when the blink dog was nearby to be Mm -hmm. able to remain alive yeah that makes sense i like the idea of it like slowly tearing each other's magic apart though no that'd be so sad it would be sad but it makes such a cool plot yeah i do like cool plots fair speaking of plots how do you think blink dogs could be used to like further a plot like what functions could they use i think that could be a great way to introduce the feywild mm-hmm. to your party just like have them encounter a dog and be like oh that's a cool little dog where'd that come from oh have you heard about the feywild mm-hmm. and like go from there make maybe one teleported from the feywild into the material plane and you have to like go return it to its owner Lost blink dog. Yeah, lost blink dog. That sounds adorable and tragic. <laughs> You're gonna lose it so many times trying to bring it back. You know, you should, you have to make sure that the whatever blink dog's extremely food motivated. Another question based on this. Okay. Is there a collar that you can get for a blink dog that will make it not blink? I would hope that magic being a thing that exists. Not necessarily make it not blink, but like make sure that like it teleports, like the, everything teleports with it, and you're still on a leash, or re- restricts it to like a five foot range or something like that. It's like one of those pull leashes. Yeah. Retractable. You teleport leashes. thirty feet. Teleports thirty feet, gets yanked back to you, <laughs> <laughs> like a yo-yo. Like a yo-yo, but with a dog. <laughs> if that's not an item, that needs to be an item. The uh, retractable leash of blink doggery. Yeah. And it uses displacer. No, we won't do that to nope. the dog because no, it would it would destroy that... it. <laughs> it would attack it. Do you want your dog to destroy your one item that controls it? I was going to say yes to be antagonistic, but no, I don't. <laughs> At least I know myself. Fair. Um. So I read briefly, and I feel like we need to do more research on this, but I read somewhere that blink dogs can be summoned by druids, and I need to find where I found that, because that is just important information for us, I think. I would assume if anywhere it was talked about in 4th edition during that, like, supplement, but I don't know. I probably saw it on Reddit. Oh, um... So how would that work? So that is the spell called Summon Fake Creature, I believe. Let me make sure I'm thinking about that right it's whatever druid spell allows them to summon imps and like there's a there's a druid spell allows them to su- yeah there you go conjure fey yeah whatever uh conjure fey would allow them probably to summon blink dogs because it's a fake creature of challenge rating six or lower they only have a challenge rating of like one half i think uh but this spell is usually used if your dm uh, lets you be chaotic to summon a bunch of pixies that all have the polymorph spell Okay. And uh, starting at, I think, level like nine, you can just have a, a bunch of pixies polymorph your entire party into T Rexes and cause mayhem. Blink dogs do not approve of that. Please don't do that in front of blink yeah. dogs. They will fight you. you. Know, that's not necessarily innately evil. I, it can be, though. It can, get, it can go there pretty quick. True. 
Okay. Another question I had is, is there other regions that the blink dog lives rather than the Feywild? wilds? And if there's not, where do you think they could live? That would be interesting. And how would that affect how they behave? I mentioned that like, if they are in the material plane in the wild, they like to live on like grassy and woodland plain type things, mm-hmm. just very open fields. Mm-hmm. Just because like they, they enjoy the running and hunting of that. I would imagine that they would do really well on like nomadic, nomadic like mm-hmm. tra- civilizations yeah. that just like run around, tra- travel a lot. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of lazy blank dogs. Except some of the no, ones except you that made. Beagle. Except for that beagle named. <laughs> Which one was the beagle? Same bean? Uh, bean, I think. Bean, yeah, I think it's I didn't bean. keep all of them down. I just wrote taco. That's the only one I wrote down. Taco, the wiener dog. What's its favorite thing to eat? I know it likes that balance, but. You know, I would have to say if I had to give anything to its favorite thing that it likes to put into its mouth, it'd be displacer beasts. Do they actually consume displacer beasts? I just, their main method of attacking is biting. And it's like you're already putting it in your mouth anyways. It is just meat. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. If a pack of wolves can hunt down bison, why can't pack of displacer or blink dogs hack down a displacer beast? And it's only really their like magic that like bothers them. Yeah. We've covered so much, Cole. Woohoo! There's also, one, we're getting good at this. There's one we haven't covered, though. Okay. What type of movie would this monster fit into? Ooh. I think... I think the Blink Dog was the only thing missing from the Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie. Fair. Fair. They use Displacer Beasts. Why not put Blink Dogs they there, too? They should definitely be there. They're mortal enemies. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I, I was, like, trying to picture it in all these, like, ridiculous settings, like a spaghetti western. What the fuck is a spaghetti western? It's a, uh, it's a, it's a western movie that was made during a certain time period in the United States, mostly, like, made by Italians. Let me find some examples. That's terribly, like, racist. It's, it's, like. it's what it is called, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it's made by Italians, so we're going to call it spaghetti because the Italians it's, made it. It's a classification. It's It was actually it's produced prejudice. in Europe. It was actually produced in Europe, so I'm already wrong, and I'm sorry. Um, Give me a list of movies, my friend. Man with no name. Uh, Django. Ringo. Fistful of Dollars. Once Upon a Time in the West. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Those Could are all imagine? spaghetti westerns. Could you imagine Old Yeller with a blank dog? <laughs> oh, no. What's that one oh, no. that's like the border collie that saves Timmy from the well? Lassie? Lassie. Lassie the blank dog. Lassie the blank dog. Lassie the blank dog. I just did a reading of um, the story by Sanderson. It's like the non-spoiler version of the dog and the dragon. I was like trying to edit it for TikTok. And okay. now I'm just thinking of this little dog who was trying so hard to be a dragon, and now he's a blink dog, and he saves the day by blinking into the well to save the child. Cute. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think uh, like fantasy or like children's books, yeah, like, animated would be the best kind of movies for them. A little Studio Ghibli blink dog. That Very would be cute. such a good story. So, what monster are we covering next week? We're gonna cover the flump. The flump. <laughs> I know a little bit about the Flump. Uh, mostly just what it looks like, and it has a very fun name. It has a great Flump. name. Is that the reason I picked it? Fair. It's a good... good. It's you, know, you really should have just done Displacer Beasts. I could have. We could. 
We could. No, we've talked basically everything about Displacer Beast already. Okay, well then we're going to talk about the flump. All right. Because I'm going to have a blast saying that. Flump. Flump. It's just like a, it would be a great, what's the word for a word that describes the sound that it is? Like in comics, how you have like the An onomatopoeia? from spider yeah, gotcha. that'd be a really great onomatopoeia for like a teleport noise to go. <laughs> That's the noise the blink dog makes. Blink dogs go. <laughs> it's, their go. Fur, it's their fur going through the dimensions. There we go. Beautiful. There we go. There we, go. we figured it out. Thank you for listening. I have been your Russell Catboy. You can call me Cole if you want to find me. I'm on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, other places at, at Universal Catboy. If you don't like me, then leave a review. I guess you can do that. I don't know. I don't know. Do something. Be productive with your life. Yeah, do something or leave. Whatever works for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Matcha Mello. You can find me on most social media platforms at Matcha Mello or Matcha Mello TTV, um, except anything meta because fuck meta. And I just broke my pencil and so I'm sad. Oh no, not the pencil. Not the pencil. Oh, I forgot to mention what you win for getting 39 and a half points. Yeah, what do I win? You get to do the mid-roll for this episode. <laughs> what point would I have had to get in? Get in? Con? Fuck. Uh, you were going to have yeah, to. Yeah, I was like, there's no I've actual the f- point here. I'm, I'm happy no. to do it. I just was like, wait, was there a, was there a threshold here? No, 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 no. Okay. The points don't matter. Okay. I just wanted a fun little bit. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I can do that. Thank you for listening. If you... Like us, share us with friends. If you want to leave us a review, you can do that at Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google, wherever you want. I think I think uh, Anchor also lets you leave reviews. And also voice memos, I saw. You can send us ve- voice messages on Anchor. That's exciting and terrifying. Let's go. Yeah. That's, so if you want to like send us a message, fucking go for it, I guess. We'll listen to it. Maybe we'll play I it will. on the podcast if it's... I'll definitely listen to it. Maybe we'll play it on the podcast. That could be a bit. That's, we could. Yeah. I could be but <laughs> Oh, we have a Patreon? Yeah. Go check uh, out our Patreon. Out. Our monster yeah. notes are on there. They're all designed, all pretty, and there's a ton of other cool rewards for being a part of it. So make sure to check that out, including like video recordings of some of the podcast as they come out. So eventually. And bonus episodes. And bonus episodes. In theory. In theory. It'll happen. Maybe. Probably. It will. It will. It's it's we part of what it's, it's part of one of the tiers. Thank you for listening. Keepers of the Monsters created by Matcha and Cole. It's edited by Cole, and our intro music is created by April O. Be the blink dog you want to see in the world.